For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith, which comes by hearing and hearing the word of God, rightly divided here with power, authority, and conviction by Bishop Eddie Addy from the Macarius Church headquarters. This anointed teaching will challenge you, strengthen you, and equip you for a truly victorious life in the Lord. Be transformed as you listen. Give attention to my words. Clap your hands as you welcome our pastor, our shepherd, our teacher, our prophet, Bishop Eddie Addie. Is it possible when you trust in his word? How can do the voice of God to me? pray. Father, thanks a million for the great privilege we have to be here at this time, to experience your presence, your spirit, the love of the brethren, the word of God, the company of innumerable angels, and the company of just men made perfect. Release the grace and the anointing that makes preaching possible and makes preaching effective. Open our eyes to behold wondrous things out of your law. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Please be seated. We want to share just a short message today, but good to see all of you one more time. By God's grace, their conditions are in, the units are in. We are going to install them and um, enjoy them. You fan yourself for the first few more days you have to be fanning yourself. After that, you won't fan yourself again. Clap for Jesus. And you may be seated as we begin our sermon today is on the four spiritual appointments. Four spiritual appointments. Ah, beautiful. Now Jesus has died and has risen. It has some implications for us. And I believe that it would be good to look at some of these things. Now, we've been looking at Christ and all that he has come to do for us. And I want to just read a small portion of scripture. One of them from Matthew 11. Matthew 11 and uh, verse 28. It says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. 
take my yoke upon you and learn of me. That sentence is what I want you to see. And learn of me. Learning of Christ must be your major preoccupation as a Christian. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. The one who started it and the one who will also finish it for us. One day there will be no more faith. There will be no more this type of wake up, take an Uber, come to church, bring your car, come to church type of thing. We will be in heaven. There will be no... The, 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 the church will be... <laughs> it's like you will be sleeping. I don't know whether we will be sleeping. Whether we will be sleeping in heaven. But maybe we will be sleeping. I don't know. But we will be on. Because there will be no day and there will be no night. So when will you sleep? Because we sleep only in the night. Is that not so? Okay, some people sleep in the day. <laughs> some people do sleep in the day. A lot of people sleep in the day. Like they sleep, they sleep in the day and sleep also in the night. Hey, may you escape such a thing. Learn of me, he says, I, uh, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. When you learn of Jesus, you get rest in your soul. You don't agitate and hustle unnecessary hustling that brings no profit. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Are you there still or you've gone home? So, I want you to make it your preoccupation. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 4. I want you to see another sentence there and joining us to learn of Christ or, or to follow him and learn things. And today we'll be learning some things. This I say, verse 17, therefore, and testify in the Lord that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind. Mm? Don't walk like other unbelievers walk in the uh, futility and the uselessness of their thinking. Having their understanding darkened, being alienated or cut off from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their hearts. You see, unbelievers, this is their description. They are blind in their hearts. They, they are, there's ignorance in them. And unfortunately, there are Christians who are also, that's why he says, don't walk, you know, in the vanity, don't walk as other Gentiles who have no understanding. Their understanding is darkened in spiritual things. Yes, he may be a computer person. He's good in accounting. He's good in economics. He's good in medicine. But his understanding in spiritual things is darkened. It's like he has nothing to say. Even sometimes, um, in recent, just recently when um, our prophet be, was bereaved with his first son and various dignitaries in town in, 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 from every walk of life. Any human Ghanaian who is any human Ghanaian has come to, you know, commiserate with him. And um, sometimes when they stand and they are not pastors, they say they don't know what to say. And it's true because they have nothing to say for such a situation because the understanding is not there it's not they don't have it you see 
Of course, there's nothing to say because you can't say anything in, in the midst of such a crisis. But when you know God a bit, there will be something to understand. Are you listening to me? So when you are a Christian, you have to move from this gentle level, darkened mind and darkened understanding level and move on to something higher. He says, because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feeling have given themselves over unto lasciviousness to work all uncleanness with greediness. Verse 20 says, but ye have not so learned Christ. You have not so learned Christ. You have not, he says, but you did not learn Christ in this way. You have not learned Christ. There's something to learn Christ so that the darkness of your mind goes away. Are you listening to me? You can't, don't just be in church and have your understanding darkened still. That's how unbelievers live. But for you, spiritually, you must have spiritual understanding and spiritual knowledge and grow in it. Are you listening to me? So, this morning, I want us to learn of Christ. You see, because he died. He didn't just die to give us a festival or to give us something to celebrate and to wear colors, different colors, red and black or black on red or red on black or black and red or black, black or red, red. So that it's like, oh, we've got some type of funeral. They say somebody died. We don't know. We haven't seen him. We don't know him, but he died. So we, we, we just celebrate it because it gives us a holiday. At least the government will give us a holiday on Good Friday and then sometime when the Good Friday uh, yeah, Good Friday and then uh, on Easter Monday too, isn't it? So it's a very long weekend when, when Easter is coming. So some people look forward to Easter not for the significance of what Christ came to do. But they look um, forward to the celebrations. Is there something we eat specially at Easter? Eh? Easter egg. <laughs> Easter Eh? For the children, they eat what? Chocolate. Easter egg. Wow. Anyway, you, you, you. Or, or, is there a tortoise? Is there something? Or fish? There's nothing really that we eat. It's just the holiday, just the beach. And when you go to Obomikwe, you eat fufu and what? Goat soup. Special goat soup. Wow, a bunebunu kwai light, a bunebunu green green soup. Wow, okay. At Christmas, we eat Christmas what? Christmas, Christmas chicken, turkey, Fanta. Then we dress our home specially. What about Easter? Do we dress our home specially? No, but Easter before Easter Sunday before Easter we do Palm Sunday, isn't it? Because we have grown up, you see. We don't cut palm branches. And then the palm branches are also finished in town because people have cemented their homes. So we don't have palms, palm branches, you know. But Easter is not just a festival. Jesus did not die to give us a festival. There is a significance about the event of Easter. 
which must linger on in our hearts and in our minds forever. That's why the, um, the writer, you know, he says, consider Hebrews 12, 3, he says, consider him who endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. Some people ask, how do you stay on fire for Jesus? I'm showing you how you stay on fire for Jesus. Because you get faint and wearied in your mind, serving God, doing the church work. I mean, some people used to be aquaba ladies, they've stopped. They used to be singers, they've stopped. They used to usher, they've stopped. Some of you even were in another church. You were very active, almost like a pastor. But you came here and you have disappeared like a submarine. Like a, a, a Russian submarine waiting to strike Ukraine. <laughs> Do you see? You are worried. You are tired. Even some of you have run away from a church because you are tired of the work you were doing there. Preaching, no. Yes. Bring that my thing back. I need it because sometimes the preaching will wash the people and they must become aware that. <laughs> yes. Are you there still? So you shouldn't be wearied and faint in your mind. That's why I say, consider him that endured such contradiction of sin. You don't understand this sentence, so I'm going to read it from the Message Bible. This sentence is very deep for people whose English is not Achimotan English. Yeah. <laughs> or Prempe College English. Prempe is tree English. They speak the English very well, but the way he's spoken, if you think that he's speaking tree, that mine. Yeah. Please, I went to Premper too, so they know what I'm saying. Those of the Premper people who are looking at me, they know what I'm saying. In this verse, verse 3, it says, When you find yourselves flagging in your faith, flagging means lowering in intensity. Do you see? Go over that story again. Huh? The hostilities, contradiction of sinners against himself, he endured it. He describes as the story, that story again, item by item. That long litany of hostility he plowed through. That will shoot adrenaline into your souls. Do you understand? So your fire for God is based on how deeply you appreciate this story. Of Jesus dying on the cross. Of Jesus being lied about. Enduring pain. Enduring suffering. Going through all of it. To purchase our redemption. Bible says it shoots adrenaline. Why are people ready to die for this man? Because they consider that he died for them first. Bible says that we, we love because he first loved us. He is the one who took the first step. That's what they say. If somebody loves you, love him back. So the painful experience is you love somebody, the person doesn't love you back. It's a very painful experience. How many have experienced something like that before? Or you have heard of someone who has experienced somebody loving and not getting the return of love back. Give me a wave. Give me a wave. Oh. You haven't watched it even in Nigerian movies. I think it's a lot of such stories 
do you see somebody loves someone and the person doesn't love the one back yeah see a prince loves some girl be who doesn't come from a good home be that they have money then she's cheering her home and bluffing it's like she doesn't really say ah, doesn't she know that it's a prince say prince and so what say hey look at where you are living and the man is from a palace and he's coming for you and making yourself so and then you are watching and you are bored with the girl is that not so because she's not returning back love from somebody powerful like that so Jesus, the story that we should have died. We were the ones condemned. We were the ones who should really be hung on the tree. But he took our place. Do you see? When you realize and the weight of it comes upon you, you can't stop serving God. But often, we don't go right item by item. And that doesn't sink into our hearts. So you find people who say they are Christians, but the story of Jesus, apart maybe his birth, because Christmas is more uh, like people are happy and there are more things to do around Christmas than maybe Easter, maybe good uh, Easter. Do they still do Easter? Good? Uh, they call it Meet Me There. Is there something, something Labadi Beach? They used to have Easter Monday, Meet Me There, some beach. So did they do it this time too? There will, there will be a lot of traffic on Easter Monday because of that thing. Is it, did it happen this? I see. Wow. But for you, the believer, it shouldn't be like that. It must, the reflection and the, it must reflect some four major things that I'm going to talk about. So number one, I'm going to list them because there are only four. And then in case I don't get to them, you know that at least I've mentioned them. One is losing. Okay. The other is suffering. Hmm. Number three, sacrificing. And number four, dying. Living for Jesus is not easy. Christianity is not a bed of roses. One of my friends used to say, Trobanam. I don't know what, what it means. What's in Trobanam? What does it mean? Fancy's garden eggs. Fancy say, Trobanam. Why do they use in Trobanam? It's soft or what? It's tender. Uh, in Troba, it's, it's a meat. I think some people use garden eggs as meat. Yes. Is that not so? It's like some meat that. You add, if you don't have meat, beef, fish, you just use palm oil and then garden eggs becomes your. So it's in Troba, it's garden eggs. Nam is meat. So in Troba, Nam is garden eggs meat. It's not, it's not soft like that. Are you listening to me? I'm preaching, I'm going to be preaching from losing, suffering, sacrificing, and dying. Living for Jesus isn't easy. Don't believe anyone who presents a false version of Christianity to, to you. That Jesus went to die on the cross doesn't simplify Christianity at all. 
it is to symbolize to us these four appointments of losing because God had to lose his son of suffering he had to suffer of what? sacrificing he sacrificed his life and of dying these are four appointments that Jesus experienced and you and I eh, cannot escape it and have to embrace it and know that it is part of our Christianity to lose to suffer to sacrifice and to die for God are you, are you following me so far? So, losing, you will lose something. If you are not prepared to lose something for Jesus, then you are not ready to not go to heaven, but to be a disciple. Turn with me to Luke chapter 14. Luke 14 and verse 26. He says, If any man come to me eh, and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters, yea, and his own life, he cannot be my disciple. He cannot. Not be a pastor, but the disciple. Following Jesus consists of losing things and foregoing things and turning your back on things. Let's go to Mark 10, verse 29. Mark 10. And Jesus answered and said, Verily, I say unto you, There is no man that hath left house, or brethren, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my sake and the gospels, but he shall receive an hundredfold now in this time houses, brethren, sisters, mothers, children, lands. I don't know why they didn't add wives, but somebody said they, they put the persecutions for the wives with persecutions. Because I don't know, because the wife was in the list before, but it's like it has the, the only word that is not there is the persecutions, which is the wives. <laughs> Don't mind them. I don't think it's the, the truth. I don't think, I don't, I don't accept that one. <laughs> I don't accept that one with persecutions and in the world to come, eternal life. So you may be looking forward to eternal life, but Jesus calls you to leave house, to leave wife, to leave brethren, to leave houses, to leave children, to leave lands. For his sake, for his sake, 
Don't, don't say that when you go home and say you want to leave your wife. Say, Bishop even preached that we can leave our wives for, for, for Jesus. Then you are not leaving your wife for, your, for Jesus, but you are living for your own bitterness and anger. That's not what he's saying. For his sake, for his sake, there will come a time in your life where you would have to choose Jesus between Jesus and your wife, between Jesus and your father. Between Jesus and your children, between Jesus and your lands, or your business, or your, your work, or your friend, there will come a time, and Jesus does not lower that standard for any of us. The young man came to Jesus, and he said, what will he do? He wants to follow Jesus, he wants to follow him, and then he wants to inherit eternal life. And Jesus told him that he should go and sell everything that he has. He should leave everything he has. He should lose all of it. And then give it to the poor. Not even to him, Jesus. I think Jesus is very different from some of us pastors today. Because if you had come a nice rich man, you have come today. I'm sure even today. So what must I do that must inherit the kingdom of heaven? It's that, oh, Bishop Asu. Please, have you met this guy before? Please, he's brother so and so, and that um, he's loaded. You know, all our air conditioning problems are over now. Add him to the pastors, add him to the shepherds, make him one of the front liners and front bench, bench, bench benches so that he can be pastor. But Jesus said. <laughs> I know you have a lot of money, but I don't need your money. It's not your money that we need in the kingdom. I need you. you. Strip yourself of all that you have. And then you come and follow me. And the Bible says the man went away very sad because the Bible says he had great possessions. He had great possessions. At Calvary, God gave up his son. And God expects you to give up your life. When you think of Calvary, don't just think of somebody died there. (laughs) He says in Luke chapter 14 verse 26, he says, if any man come to me, let him, let him what? And hate not his mother and his father and his wife and his children and his brethren and his sisters. Yea, his own life. Your own life should not be something you are preserving. You are trying to hold back. You are trying to protect. Your own comfort. Your own time. You are going to lose it for the master. In Matthew chapter 6 verse 25 he says, For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. (laughs) Since I was young, a little child in my teens, I found the Lord. And lost many things in the process. I don't know what many things. What did I even have? 
just some few unbeliever friends and few unbeliever music. I used to like music where you, 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 I, I didn't like music as far back as even when I was less than 13 years old. When I hear music, I want to hear the words. So they used to sell these inlay cards, like the words of killing me softly. Um, uh, uh, in my days, killing me softly was there. And then uh, even sexual healing was not there in my days. It was um, this cool, the gang, Abba, this type of Bonnie M type of music that was there. When I, I want to hear, so I used to buy the words and, and sing along those it was later I became a worship leader I realized that I also like the words of the music when I'm listening to it and I want to sing along God turned it and used it for his glory those were a few things that I had going to twer, this type of going to watch cinema but just you run away you see you run away and go to town to go and watch because it's 12 noon and school is 12 noon and Work at home is also 12 noon. So to go and work 12 noon, you have to run away from home. These are the few things that... Small boy, what do you have that you are losing? Do you see? But we knew it when we met Jesus that we couldn't add things to him. If we are serious about Jesus, there are some things that cannot go with him. The comfort of your life. Yes. Sometimes bad friends that you have, you know they are bad friends. You know them already that they are bad friends. They tell you stories of their... Sometimes you haven't done the bad thing, but the guy tells you his bad thing. I don't know what some of them are even imagined, but they just tell you, are enjoying so their stories of how he got this girl. I had a friend in school. He used to tell me... We were small boys, so 10 years, 11 years. He, he used to tell me stories of his escapades. And I could wonder... Ah, this guy is very wild he's very powerful he has this girlfriend here who went to school here and the girl came to visit him in the house sometimes say hey Charlie now be enthralled <laughs> I'll be listening these are the people that we lost we have to lose them if I want to be serious in Christ I cannot follow Jesus and have this person as my friend I have to lose him and Christianity the one that Jesus authored for us. The one he began for us. This is how it is. And to this day, any Christian who is not prepared to lose something for Jesus cannot be a good Christian. Cannot be his disciple. Cannot. You can be a member of my church because your heart I cannot tell. But if you can't lose something, for Jesus, you can't be his disciple. His disciple is different from my church membership. That's why he says, some people will come and say, I did this in your name. And he will say, depart, I never knew you. Workers of iniquity, I didn't know you. Because you were a member of my church, but you are not a disciple of Jesus. So when he's coming for his disciples, you are not one of them. But from today, you are, and you are joining properly the discipleship class of Jesus Christ. In Philippians chapter 3 verse 7, he says, But what things were gained to me, Paul is writing, 
Things that were gain, those I counted loss for Christ. Hmm? Yea, doubtless. And I count all things but loss for the excellency of knowing Christ, of the knowledge of Christ, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things. You have to lose something. You don't want to lose anything. You have some friends you know. These ones, once you meet them, all your Christian principles fly out. Even prayer, you can't pray. Over food, you, the way they'll laugh at you or they'll say, hey, what's up, we pray, we are going to eat. You, you are intimidated. You should never be in an environment where you are intimidated to express yourself as a believer. As soon as you feel uncomfortable expressing your Christianity, it means you are in the wrong company. Yes. When they are playing gospel music and you start dancing, nodding your head and say, Hey, Osofo is there. Osofo, Osofo. When you are in their midst and, and, and they buy their beer and they tell you that, Hey, Osofo, we are buying beer. We are buying beer. Even the coke can kill you faster than our beer. We are drinking our beer. Then they are ridiculous. So you feel bad drinking malt or Fanta in the midst of quaffers of beer, quaffers of vodka, and quaffers of snap. Smenoff. Now with him now, why are you intimidated? So, so. Okay, then you mix the malt with the Guinness. So when your friends see you, they see a malt bottle in front of you, but the content in your glass has Guinness mixed with it. <laughs> ha. He says, I met Jesus. I lost. The, I suffered the loss of all things. All things. TV watching. Champions League. Christians can't even, it's like they are playing Champions League. Semi-finals or quarter-finals or 1-8 finals or 1-16. It's like he can't, he can't see how. Eh? He can turn off his television, lock his door and go to church. Because at the same time, that's why if you can't hate your mother, because there will come a time, you have to choose, eh? you have to put something aside and take Christ. Or put Christ aside and take that thing. You see that you are hot. I don't like soccer like that. I, I will not like soccer like that. Even the tension crowd that it brings has even added to my non-liking of it. Ghana is playing. Uh, uh, I won't be watch it. Maybe we share a live now. My Benya heart attack. And therefore, if there's a service like I can't go, not because I'm going to preach, but just from my Christianity as a normal Christian boy of yesteryears. I mean, I'm 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 a, I'm a sports person. I played soccer. When I was in junior secondary school, they put me in the senior uh, junior school team as number five. 
when I was in primary school, I began as a striker. I scored goals. Every match, I scored a goal. Yes. When my seniors left, and I was like a big, the big boy in the team, then I went back to defend. Then I became number five from that time. I played table tennis. I like table tennis. I even have a robot for training to, to like world, world class level. I have a robot. Today, it's in my house. Yes. Lockdown, I was practicing my t- table tennis, but uh, uh, you see, every sport too, if you are young, that's when you can play. When you grow, you have to retire. That's why I've retired. All sports, all the people who play. At, I was an athlete too. I used to run cross country long distance and 400 for my house and cross country for my house. I like sports. I like football. I like table tennis. I like tennis. I like golf. I play golf today. But golf cannot, like Sunday, like Sunday Monday, play competition and I win competitions too. I'm quite good. My handicap is, I'm a single digit handicapper. Yes. You understand, God? A single digit handicapper. It, it, it means that you are very good. You are almost a professional. Yes. And I'm not ashamed of it. Yes. Even recently, I made a hole in one, which is made by 9% of golfers in the world. Make hole in one. And I've made it three times in my life. Yes. But I can never, never in my life say I'm going on a golf holiday or I'm going to uh, play a competition because there's a competition normally they play Saturday and Sunday. They know we go to church. They know we are Christians. And they intentionally fix a competition. You have to play twice. Saturday and then they end on Sunday. So if you go and start on Saturday, you can't finish on Sunday. You won't place. You'll be disqualified. And they, they, I can never go and play competition on Sunday. Even though I really like golf. Every Monday, if I get a chance, I play golf on my rest day. Yes. It can never replace and come and compete with Christ on the same level. No, it can't. Not even, even a quarter. When they are playing Ryder Cup, uh, Tiger Woods has come. He's playing. We are, we, I like to watch it. I like to watch it. But I cannot. No. I have to go. I have to fulfill Christ. I turn it off. I put it off. I change it. I go away from it because I have to. Christ is far superior to me than golf. Ah. What? By you. You. There are some things you like. No matter what, you will fulfill it. If it if, if falls on the Sunday, too bad. It's like, oh, too bad. Sorry. I'm sorry. I can't do it because I have to do this. I have to do it because that thing is more powerful in your life than the place that Christ has. That's why he says that. Even he, he used people that are dear to us. Your mother. Your father. I can speak father, but I'm just using father, mother because we are in Africa. Mother. But it's actually mother. Yeah. Somebody say, you mother your mother. It's like, the mother your mother. No. Murder, mother, mother. Your mother, dear to your father, dear to you. Your brothers, dear to your sisters, dear to you. Your children, dear to you. Your own life, very dear to you. He uses them because they are the most important things that stand in your way. 
And Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, if he had considered his mother, do you think he would have gone to the cross? If he had looked at the eyes of his mother, who was standing there when he was being crucified? The one who held him in his arms. When I even consider my twins, I hold them in my hand. They are very dear and nice to me. She fed him. She played with him. And there he was on the... He, he, he submitted himself to go on the cross. Mother was... Do you think that if he had to think about his mother, he would have gone to the cross? That's why he's telling us that when you come, you have to come to a point where you hate your mother. When he says hate, not bitter hate, but to the point where you cut them off if you need to do something for your God and your maker. Cut them off. Even the funeral doesn't concern you, but it is like it's in the family. So you have to go. Man, you are a basenta leader. You have left your basenta work for three months, for three years. You have not tackled it. But the busunyasem there, you have time for the busunyasem. Lose means you will come to be without certain things. If you can type those uh, meanings for us, you will, will come to be without certain things. There may be little or no prospect of recovering the things you will lose. Loss, loss means you will suffer the deprivation of certain things. It also means you'll be unable to keep or maintain certain things in your life. There are friends you can't maintain them. Because now I'm born again, I can't attend this. The other day I went to not so I went to my schoolmates. They, are, they were having. They say, "Oh, adios, Charlie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, reunion. This man is hosting us." Then they mentioned one of the powerful people in town hosting us. Then I went. When I went, hey, vodka, Smirnoff, cognac. I mean, just a hard liquor. And I could see my mates excited. Very happy. Wow. Oh. Then they started. Then they pour, then they pour, they pour, they pour. They pour. Hey. It's like if I was not even careful or strong, I wouldn't get even Sprite to drink. It's like the drinks that were on the table were these wild ones. I said, I can't come for this fellowship again. I don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy it. I like my mates. I, I enjoyed. I enjoy them as persons, but I do enjoy this fellowship where we just come and only hardly call. Before I realized one day, before I realized uh, something is in my drink, I thought it was Sprite, not knowing it was Smirnoff. Then you take it and say, hmm. It it tastes nice, so, okay. Can you add another one? Then before you realize, you have now become... You, too, you are not used to drinking, so small one, when you drink now, you start misbehaving. Say, hey, and then there's Bishop Abel. <laughs> Bishop is drunk. <laughs> Bishop. Hey. You have to be without certain things. Now, you would why you're your own chairman of Old Boys Association. You are the one organizing the booze. You are the one, the Christian. 
No, you come to church, you can't join Aquaba ladies, you can't join Ashes, you can't join anything. You are just here. Even sometimes there are, if, if, if there's an Asha crowd who steals, I will say, okay, God, I mean, we can allow it because the people who don't steal, they don't want to join. Beautiful girls who can stand in front there like beauty queens for Ghana most beautiful girls so that when they can at least when people see also beautiful girls they are attracted to this. Oh, Jesus also has beautiful girls. Let me come to the church. You know. But you go and stand at uh, 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 Millennium Awards as, as an escort. Protocol. Number two, appointment was suffering. In Philippians 1.29, he says, For you, unto hmm, you, it is given in the behalf of Christ, not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for his sake. Suffer. Having the same conflict which you saw in me, and now here, to be in me. For unto you it is given in the behalf of Christ not only to believe on him, to have faith, to believe for prosperity, believe for miracles, believe for healing, believe for promotion, believe for this, but also you must suffer for his sake. Be ready for his appointment. Suffering is part of Christianity. Suffering. Suffering. You see, sometimes you are suffering. You see a single brother. He's suffering. He's suffering because when he he can have erection that leads to painful experiences in the tender sections of his underwear. But he will endure it and suffer it because he knows that it is he's appointed unto suffering. For me to obey Christ, I have to endure this pain, this suffering. I can't chase girls. I can't have girlfriends. I can't be sleeping all over the place. It's appointed that you are really suffering. Hey, she's most nice girls. So you're also there. Now you cross your legs. Then you'll be there. Oh Lord, help me, Jesus. Lord, help me. Oh, I want to do something wrong. But it's like, I have to suffer. Yes. You see, people who are married, they don't want to suffer. That's why they divorce. You, Paul said, those that will marry will what? Have trouble in the flesh. Trouble. Sometimes the trouble is based on the person's attitude. Yes. Of disrespect. Yes. And you see, you have gone to marry, you see, you're a Christian. And you, as a Christian, you are called to suffer, go through the pain of the choice you have made. When they say pray, you didn't pray. Or you even pray, well, you can pray. You can do everything right and you will still have. A trouble. I mean, that one there. You can't say because I didn't pray. That's why my wife is somewhere or my husband is somewhere. You can pray. You can. When I consider even uh, our prophet son who has died, I see that it's not because he didn't pray. Because you should listen to our prayers at the uh, 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 flow prayers, binding untimely death. Pray
praying for children, binding demons, binding three, bind three demons, three demons. Then we bind demons, demon of depression, demon anything that brings sadness, anything that brings tears. Any, I mean, we bind them. So when it happens, you know that it's not just that you didn't pray, because good things also bad things happen to good people. It was that Mary who poured alabaster box at Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus had died. It was that Mary, not another Mary backslider. It was that Mary, the one who really loved, the one who sat at his feet and listened to his words, and Jesus commended her that you have chosen the best part. That's the one whose brother had died. Doesn't mean that she was a bad person. Even that Lazarus, when they resurrected him from the dead, he died again. That one, they didn't report it. (laughs) The fact that Jesus raised you up doesn't mean you'll be living forever. You by all means die again. So brothers and sisters, I'm telling every one of us, we have to be ready. The Bible says, not, not just to believe, but to suffer. Suffering is part of our Christian experience. Yes. Staying with somebody who doesn't respect you and keeping your place and staying there for Christ. I don't want to bring people in my area to say, look at that Christian, look at what he's doing. Look at them shouting in the house. Every day they are quiet. That man, that pastor and his wife, they are always quarreling. It's like, for the name of Christ to be brought to disrepute because of me, dear, I will endure the disrespect, endure the insults, and be cool in the house. Ah. When Jesus said, when somebody slaps you on the left, turn the other cheek also and let him slap it. Do you think he meant that it won't pain you? Or that it's very nice. That's why you should add the second one. He was trying to say that endure pain for the sake of peace. And for the name of Christ. You don't want to suffer. Small no. You say you are packing your things. You are going to your mother's house. Share. Sit down there. If you read even. I read to you. Hebrews 12 verse 3. Consider him, Jesus, and go through the litany of hostilities he endured. He plowed through. Verse 4 says that for in verse 4, he says in striving against sin, use King James. King James. But he shall receive, oh, 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 Lord, help this boy. Ye have not yet resisted unto blood, striving against sin. <laughs> eh? Have you bled? It's like, are you, are you bleeding from suffering? I don't want to bleed, though. Me, I'll go before I bleed in this house. He said, you have endured because in striving against sin, you have not endured to the point of shedding blood. And I will swim. Why are you crying when you have not endured to the point of shedding blood? A Christopher can't let the marriage stay. Small no, I pack my things. I can't stand this nonsense. It's because you are not prepared to suffer. The Bible says those who stand before God are people who swear to their own heads. And change not. 
So when you have given your vow that I will I'll leave my father and my mother and we come and stay together and when you are staying eh, you are suffering based on what you are spoken with your mouth eh, you stay there. You stay in the, in the thing. Because you swear to your own head. I'm hurting in this marriage because I'm suffering here because I've, 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 yeah, me and I'm cast, I'll stay with this man till I die. I'm suffering. If I hold on to this word, I'll be suffering too much. You stay. You stay. You stay. <laughs> Bishop, what are you saying? I'm saying it. Thank you. Not just to believe in his name, but also to suffer for his sake. Because of you. They've lambasted Christ, uh, Jesus. Yeah, he suffered already on the cross. Now he's gone because of how you live. Every day they are insulting. Ah, this Jesus. You say you are a Christian. You say you go to church. They say, look at you. Look at you. Every day they are throwing your, you throw your wife's things out of the house, and they will bring it back to you. This is the fifth time. That's why he says, don't just believe in the theology that God is going to bless you. God is going to lift you up. I see you going to London and coming. I see you suffering also is in the Bible. And, and enduring the suffering is also in the Bible. It's not guarding ex meat <laughs> that you don't even need teeth to swallow. Yes. It's hard. But thank God for the grace. That's why grace is important. But you see, you have to determine in your heart. This Jesus I have found, I'm going to live for him. What does I give you my life? What does it mean? It means I'm ready to lose things. I'm ready. The boyfriend I used to have. But today, a believer cannot suffer like being in a room where there's no fan, there's no air condition. She has to have a sponsor who, who buys air con- and pays the rent. Yes. So that she too can give him some services. No? We are not prepared to suffer. Paul said, I have suffered the loss of all things. Reputation. He was a lawyer. He was a Pharisee. He has to lose all those privileges and all those things. He could collect letters from the high priest and travel to go and catch other people. Now he, he, he's been arrested and beaten. Ha! Huh. We have changed the Christianity. That's why today you find Christians who will not come to church. In the name of, I've not washed for some time. I need to wash on Sunday morning. 
you say you are I mean communion stars oh, communion communion stars like you don't do any you don't even have prayer meetings even to come to church there's no prayer meeting that gathers communion stars to pray father we are praying today concerning the communion today that when people take it anointing will fall on them and that sicknesses will disappear there's no prayer meeting like that you just dress and come just sleep wake up ah brush your teeth please brush your teeth then come to church Please, you have to brush your teeth and put on deodorant because you have to learn it. But when the air conditioning comes, if you don't do it, we can't stay in the house. can't stay in the room. I have to advise you on that because if you don't use deodorant properly, when they close all their doors and your things are now moving, diffusing a diffuser into the atmosphere, Graham's law of diffusion is, is moving in the atmosphere. We can't stay here. So please, Everybody must learn bath well and brush your teeth. Please, this one is not part of the preaching. It's just my own advice. Hey. That's why Jesus died. He died to give us a religion of people who can suffer for him also. Because it, it, it will involve suffering. Do you think obeying, obeying the word, it doesn't involve suffering? Sometimes when you want to retaliate by and give somebody, pay him in his own coin. He brought Nigerian Kobo. Do you see? And he, he wants uh, US dollars in $100 bills. Sure, I'll give you your own Nigerian Kobo. You see something. Foolish man. You say what? You can't, you can't flow with people at all. You don't want to suffer like even that they have spoiled your reputation. Like maybe you, if you went to say something about you that he has spoiled your reputation or he has said something about you that you don't want. Yeah. And that thing sometimes is true but the fact that it has been said, no. Now, well, Nonsense. What does he mean? Going to tell him, uh, see what I'll do to him. Then when you meet him in the lobby, without any finesse or any kind of decorum, you just bled out like a village girl. Eh? Sammy, you say what? Are you the one who went to tell? Then everybody will be hearing your voice loud on the car park. No, Kasa. Yeah, I want to tell him my peace of mind. I want him to do it. Hey. Then people say, please cool down. We are in church. We are in church, yeah. <laughs> and so what? <laughs> and so what? It takes suffering for Jesus to live, to be a disciple. You, know, you can't. That's why you say that you are not a good Christian. Or sometimes the way you have to be a good Christian, it involves suffering. Yes. Your husband will say, he wants his food now. Then you are feeling tired. You are feeling, it's like to obey my husband and submit to him. Not even as submit to him as Lord, but to just, I have married. They have paid Dario. Your brother collected it. 
your father, mother, all the relatives know that they have married you. They've married you means you are not a wife, you are not an opponent. You are not a sparring partner, a boxing partner. You are not a wrestling partner. You are a wife. A wife is a cooler person than a boxer. And you have gone to the house and you make your voice, eh, eh, eh. You see, there's a way a woman can talk under here. Eh, eh, what, what, what is, what, what? It's like your voice cry. You don't even use that for prayer. Uh, and he would say, please, can I get some water? Ah, Fridge is just here. I should, I, 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 I should, I, I should. Then the voice comes from here. I should, I should, I should, I should bring what? Water. And the voice is here. As for you men, as for you men, he said, the voice is just here. As for you men. Suffering. Suffering. We don't want to suffer. The next is what? Sacrifice. The appointment was sacrificing. Mm. Because of Christ, you will experience the appointment with sacrifice. This means a lot to anyone who cares to find out what sacrifice actually means. To sacrifice means to offer up your material possessions to God for worship. To sacrifice means you will surrender something prized or desirable for the sake of something higher. To sacrifice is to permit injury or disadvantage for the sake of something else. To suffer is to dispose of your goods regardless of the fact that you make no profit. When you make sacrifices, you dispose of your goods even though you make no profit. That sacrifice, give it up. When Jesus was on the cross and he was giving up the ghost and saying it is finished, eh, he was doing it in the hope that you one day come and believe and also become a child of God. But when he was doing it, he did not give it that it, it was going to bring profit. The people that he had even trained for three years, they all disappeared. He was left with only one standing with his mother. But he knew that that is what he had been appointed. He said, in the volume of the books, it is written of me, a body thou hast prepared me. So I've come as a body. I cannot go as a, a human. I'm, I cannot go whole. I've come to be sacrificed. I can't go like somebody who never suffered anything. I can't. That's what has been written of me in the volume of the books. I'm also telling you that in the volume of the books, it's written of you. You are here to also make sacrifices and suffer for the master. You will have to give up money to help to bust people. You give up, you give up, make sacrifices of your money. Bernard, it's part of our Christianity. What you have, you give it to the Lord. I give it up to you. Whether I even have an advantage or not, I want to make that sacrifice to the Lord. Profit can come from it. But the hope that, the, the, the fact that there may be no profit does not deter you from making that sacrifice. 
There are people who went to lands and they, they took the gospel to different lands. Cannibals ate them. Church didn't go there. The people that were sent as missionaries, they died in the fields. It, nothing came out of it. They gave up their lives. But all of it, God uses all of it to advance his kingdom generally. And it has come to our turn. You don't want to make any sacrifices. That's why we call for sacrifice for money. You must be able to give up your money. People give up 10,000, 20,000, 100,000. You can give it up to advance the cause of Christ. Christianity is becoming more and more marginalized. As Christians stay inwardly and become more focused on prospering within themselves. By now we should have more than 200 basentes. Bringing five people each, at least, at least five. 200 bringing five, at least, at least five. And 10, and 20. But once you are not prepared to make sacrifices, the kingdom does not advance. When God knew that he needed to save humanity and stop this sacrifice that goes every year and is unable to wash us from our sins, he took a decision and he brought his son to come and die once for all. It had to take his son. It had to take his son. It had to take Jesus. He had to give him up. He had to, and to give him up, you see, to bring him to the world was even giving him up. Because you see, when you move from heaven to earth, those days where there is no light, the pipe bomb water, nothing like that. I mean, what is here? You have given up a lot. So you would have thought that he had really been sacrificed. Because if, let's say, you live at airport residential area, and I say you should go and live at, um, is there a place that, okay, Achimota Forest. I don't want to go and see an area before you come and write to me. Achimota Forest, where there's no house. Where go and make a tent under one of the trees and live there from airport residence. Just cross the N1 and go into the forest. It's like you have really given up a lot to go and stay there. But not so. It needed blood. Don't just come, don't change location. Because you can change location as sacrifice. But it was not just the location. He needed the life because the life was in the blood. So they had to kill him. But he came to, from heaven to earth. It's a major sacrifice to move. If you live in America and you get a job that brings you to Africa, it's a major sacrifice that they make. <laughs> He's gone to Africa. He's going to Africa. When they are going to Nigeria, say he's going to Africa. When he's come to Ghana, say he's gone to Africa. <laughs> they see us as Africa. Because how we say you've gone to America, they also see it as we have come to Africa. So, so they ask you, he has a friend in uh, Zimbabwe. <laughs> so you say you are from Africa. Oh, you're from Africa? Oh, I got a friend in Zimbabwe. He doesn't know that. We don't know anybody in Zimbabwe. When you go, you say hello to him for me. But his son didn't come to earth as a sacrifice of change of location, but for his life. Yes. And that is how the gospel, 
has gone from place to place. And if we are going to feel in this service, some of us come here, not even since you joined this church in the last three years, have you done anything to help to bring one soul like this? Like, I made a sacrifice of my money, or made a sacrifice of my time, or maybe I sacrificed some, some, some energy to go and, you know, the song they were singing that, I'll give him my energy, I'll give him my time. To advance the gospel. But you are saving your life. You, are, you, you claim to be saving your marriage. You are concerned about your children's upbringing and you want to be in the house to give them your own parental training. So even two hours, three hours on Saturday cannot be given up to the Lord. Oh, I want to stay with the children. But you can leave them and go for funeral. And you can leave them and go. So the Bible says that he that saves his life can lose it. And don't let that become a prophecy for your life. You'll be staying with your children, watching movies with them, watching, and you'll be seeing them changing into terrible creatures right before your eyes. Let us give ourselves to this glorious mission unreservedly. Let us dedicate ourselves to God and to His work, to His mission, to the love of God, to the work of God. Give up some time. Everybody here, I urge you. I urge you. Time is passing by. A day will come, we may hear that you are gone. A day will come. The last appointment is the appointment of death. Yes. Death, dying and death. Dying, death and dying. It's an appointment you can never change. To die means to cease to exist or to function. To die means to lose strength and to lose force. To die means to pass gradually or fade away gradually. To die means to be stopped permanently. Mm. he said to them all if any man will come after me let him deny himself and take up his cross daily, daily and follow me yeah appointment with death yeah all of us will have to die for the master you have to live like a, die, a dead man Galatians 2.20, what did Paul say? Paul said, (laughs) for I am what? Crucified with Christ. That means I've been killed with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. So, whilst you are alive, you can be dead here in Christ. (laughs) They say, it's like a dead goat doesn't fear knife. When you are too alive, I heard Benny Hinn say, God cannot trust you when you are alive. He can only trust dead people. Yeah. You are too alive to yourself. Self is feeling cold. Self is feeling warm. Self is feeling hungry. Self is feeling tired. Self is too much. Whatever can make you comfortable is all that you live for. Cannot be. Cannot be. Living for Jesus cannot be living for yourself like that. You have to be able to give up something. Die to what is your interest, what is your desire. I also wanted to be a nice economist. One day, like, um, I don't know, maybe I would have become a minister of finance. By now, I would have been a minister of finance. Because I'm in my almost 60th year now. So I'll be retiring at the end of this year. Because by now, people are timing my 
four wheel drive in my office. Chief director said, Make a minister. <laughs> I'm the chief director, the Uzika minister, controller of finances and other things. If I don't get minister of finance, I said, Mikunya foreign affairs, Sibia. Oh, is that not so? Won't it be powerful? Or trade and industry. He said, you are the one who determines how things come in and how they go out of this country. What? So I've been nice. But I'm dead to the love of prestige and positions in this life. Never. Doesn't, doesn't. I'm crucified with Christ. Even though now I'm alive, I'm alive in Christ. The life I live now, I live it by the faith. By faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I'm still alive, but it's a different type of life. That's what Christ is calling you to. Die, die to your life, this life that you like. Change it into something else. Don't just save your marriage. Try, you see, you are trying. Some people feel that they must live. It's like their main vision and agenda for living is marriage. So to be a successful husband and a successful father is like you have you have accomplished all that God has called you to this world to accomplish. It's not true. It's not true. You must be able to place your marriage on the altar and place your children on the altar. That's why when God called Abraham, he didn't lower it for Abraham. He says, now take your son, your only son, and put him on the altar for me and kill him. I like blood. I like children. I also like firstborns. Sacrifice. And I also like things you like. Take your son, your only son, whom thou lovest. Some people think when you have to give something, it's one of the things you like. One of the things. God can call for the one thing that you love. One thing. Anybody following Jesus will have to submit himself to these appointments. The appointment of losing, of sacrificing, of suffering, of dying. And eventually you even die out of this world. But when you are dying out of this world, the appointments you have fulfilled of what you lost for Jesus and of the sufferings you suffered for him and of the uh, sacrifices you made for him are what will, will, will do for you a great thing out there. Philippians chapter 4. Let me end on that note. Philippians 4. I'm going to end. I've, I've, I've been able to finish before it's 10.30. Sorry, I've not said anything. Start from verse 17. Okay, 16. For even in Thessalonica, ye, okay, verse 15. I think I'm going far, but now, be beautiful. Ye Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but ye only. For even in Thessalonica, ye sent once and again unto my necessity. 
not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. <laughs> I desire fruit. It's like when you give to me, you have sown a seed and the fruit of it is going into your account. So if you get to Paul and Paul preached and he won some souls, the souls are the fruits of your giving. And the giving that brought the souls, are now that the souls are going to your account in heaven, account, not Barclays Bank account, of course. Most of us only think of Barclays Bank account, that when I do this, then what, how, how has it helped my account? How has it increased me? How has it added anything to my life? But he said, that's why people don't give. And that's why people don't plant things in the kingdom. That's why when you are going to visit a young boy who cannot give you anything on your birthday, you may think that you are losing. When you are bringing somebody who cannot pay transport and bring him to church, it doesn't occur to you that you are doing anything that is helping anything anywhere. It's a waste of time. <laughs> when you are paying your tithe, you can't see how it works out anything to your advantage. But Paul is saying that. That's why you, your Philippians, you are, you are very special. You are special. And it's not because I wanted some fruit. Uh, I wanted just to benefit from you. But I desire fruit that may abound to your account, not to my account. But now it says, I have, I have an abound. But I have all and abound. I'm full and having received of a prodigious the things you sent, an odor of a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well pleasing to God. Then he proclaims in verse 19, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. That's why I declare to you, when you give, when you plant your seed, when you give your time, when you sacrifice your life, when you sacrifice your family, when you sacrifice your comfort, when you give up your time, when you give whatever you plant in the God's kingdom, that bounds to your account. That bounds to your account. Ah. Today people think we are in the ministry for money. Me, oh, take everything. Come for it. Come for it. You can have it. And you'll be surprised that in a matter of weeks, it will start coming back. Then you say again that, hey, these people, they know how to make money. No. It's the same thing. I give my time. I give my comfort. I give up my interest, my hobbies, my table tennis. I still play. If today, I, I have world-class table tennis bats. Like table tennis bat, Patrick. You play too. I even ordered recently a table, like world-class table tennis board for my house. I ordered it. And it has come. But I have not even got the time to go for it. Hey, but years ago, I'll be chasing the board. Has it come? Where is it? I'm coming for it. Hey, pick, bring that pickup from here. We'll organize pickup from Kaswa and meet us in Makati Hill. And we'll come and carry the board and bring it home. And we'll set it up with our robots. Practice. Hours. Table tennis, it's not like soccer. You have to play it every day to be good. So I used to play every day to be good. Go to Accra Sports Stadium to go and stand there and watch Ghana stars who are playing table tennis. Yes. 
then go and play a few a stadium playing 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 when you go to school the board is there in the common room we we, we after lunch we sit at the table even sometimes see us cry if they don't come and sack us we don't go playing table tennis uh, but i gave it up for the excellency of knowing christ that's why I know a little bit about the Bible. You don't know much about the scriptures because what it takes to read the Bible and to do Bible studies. You, you are using it to watch soccer. Any Nigerian movies. Now you don't want to give up your Nigerian movies. You can't watch preachers who are preaching on video like YouTube. How you search to get movies on internet to watch. We also search to get preachers to watch them. The same. But you see, you are using it for this, but now use it for that. So when you made that sacrifice, a sweet sacrifice, an odor of sweet smelling sacrifice, come to God. And he says, look, God smells your sacrifice. Check when Noah came out of the ark and he, he bent he, bent, he made a burnt sacrifice unto the Lord. And, the, and God smelled the sacrifice of Noah. He smelled it like it was very nice in his nostrils. Then he proclaimed the blessing. He said, I will no longer destroy this world. Eh? Genesis 8.21 And the Lord smelled a sweet savor. And the Lord said in his heart. I, you see, from the smell, oh, only the smell. Because somebody made a sacrifice. He said, I will not again curse the ground anymore for man's sake. For the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I again smite anymore everything living as I have done. Nobody made a sacrifice. And God, God just, that's what happens when people make sacrifices. When the young man, he came to me and said, I will buy this cream. $65,000. One person said, I will buy it. I will make that sacrifice for You think he doesn't need that money? I'm sure he needs it. I said, I will do it. When he did it, I was sitting in my room. I said, oh, Lord, remember this young man. Remember him. Never forget him. Even his sins, Lord, I stand in for him concerning his, if he has any evil sins, bad things he has done, Lord, I'm praying for you forgive him and don't deal with him ever against him concerning these evils and sins. I was praying quietly in my room. What about you? You don't want to lose. You don't want to suffer. You don't want to sacrifice. You don't want to die to anything that you like. There are people here who must give themselves for God and and serve him and be full time in the ministry. If we don't give up lives, we will not advance the gospel. Lives must be given. People must go to Amrahia. People must go to Ashie. People must go to Katamanso. We must have people right now, this road... They are doing it. They are finishing it. When they finish it, it connects us to Ashaiman. Very fast, within 15 minutes, you see that from Ashaiman you have reached here. Where are 
other people in the church who say me, I'm here. Christ died for me, but I also want to give up my life. I want to lose something. I can give up my time. I can give up my leisure. I can give up my entertainment. I can give it up to help with the kingdom and the gospel to advance it, to push it so somebody else can hear. I want to give up some money. I want to help to bust people. I didn't know they bust people. How much does it cost? Father, help us to ready ourselves for these four spiritual appointments. The appointment to lose, the appointment to suffer, the appointment to sacrifice, the appointment to die for the master, die to self and live for the master. May it be our portion forever. Stand up on your feet, let's pray together. Just take a moment, pray. Lora masata nini mikaya dali marata sioga baha zima nariamo kifadili mashadi sada halages yes lord yes lord yes lord nuna brakada ega bakatari amusada yes lord yes lord yes lord God is calling you to make give up something. There is something you must give up to advance spiritually. To advance for the master. Something you must give up to improve spiritually. Yes. Dalika sabahaya. Zentelima koria bazafa dilimaka. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Dache malaha. Mradie kabrade kravadela. Yes, Lord. Somebody must give up your time. Somebody must give up just the comfort of coming to sit in the church and join the ashes and join the choir and join the Aquaba ladies. Lika barato zana mahadaya. Seito karia. I want to pray for you. You say, Pastor, I know I must give up something. Maybe my time, maybe money, maybe something to help the work that is in this church practically. I want to help in Ashram. I want to help in Aquaba. I want to help in um, Ashram. I want to help in communion stars. I want to help in the prayer instruments. Something, something that is done here. I want to be able to, I want to give up my time. I like soccer very much. So I can't find myself on Saturdays leaving my house. But as you have preached and I've heard God's word, I want to also make that step and I will come. Whatever is here to do, three o'clock to six o'clock, I want to submit myself to it. If you are here and you want God to use you to that level, come to me right in front here. I want to make some sacrifice. I want the grace to be able to make the sacrifice so I can help with the work of God. I want prayer so I can do God's work. I can help. I can put my energy. I can put my time. I can put my strength. I can put my money on a regular on a daily basis. I want to help. Wherever you are, come to me. Oh, pastor, I want you to pray for me. I want to be able to help. I want to be able to work. I need grace. I want to join the choir. Maybe the ashes. I can see that I've not given so much of my energy to the Lord, but I want to give my 
energy to the Lord. This is not an altar call. This is an altar call for working for God. It's not for salvation. It is for working for the master. There are many of us here. You are standing there. You want to say, I want to go higher in my commitment, in my service to the Lord. I want to go and I need grace for that because I'm too occupied, preoccupied with myself, my work, my business, my children, my family, but I need grace. I need, I, I don't think you understand what I'm saying. Listen, I say many of us are standing here. You are not actively sacrificing your time, your energy, your effort, your intelligence, what you know you can do for the Lord. And today, we are praying for all of us for the grace to be able to do more for the master, make more sacrifices of our time, of our energy, of our time with my family, my work. My, I want to be able to make more inroads. I want you to come forward right now. It's not altar call. It's not altar call. This one is working for God. And I can see you standing there and I know that you don't really do much. So as you are standing there, either you don't want or you don't understand. So which one is the two of the two? Which, which, one, which of the two is the working? Okay. Lift your hand. Father, I pray for every one of these here. Have mercy on them. Have mercy on us. We want to serve you. We want to help with your work. That you gave up your son. May we be able to give up our time, our energy, our strength, our money, whatever we have, whatever we can do. Intelligence. You bless us with intelligence. But we are not sacrificing in the area of our intelligence for the master. Have mercy on us. Father, bless every one of them. Grant them the grace that in this hour and in this season, they will be able to stretch themselves to serve you, to obey you, to do your will, to suffer for the master, to live for the master, to die to self, but alive to the master, to die to ambition, but alive to your vision in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray for every one of them in Jesus' name. And Lord, for even those that didn't come forward, I ask for your mercy. Many of us are nowhere near serving you or giving up anything for you. I pray for them that you show their mercy and kindness. Deal not with them according to their sins, but have mercy and call on them again. In Jesus' name, amen. Go back to your seat. Now, as every head is bowed and every eye closed, I want to invite you here, if you are not a born-again Christian, if you were to die today, you are not sure that you will make it to heaven. As every head is bowed and every eye closed, I want to pray for you. What shall it profit a man, the Bible says, if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? If you want to give your life to Jesus, you want to go to heaven when you die, you want to, to come to Jesus and make him your Lord and Master, Wherever you are, lift up your right hand so I can pray with you. Somebody invited you here, but you are not. God bless you. I see your hand. Lift your hand. Lift your hand. Let it go up higher. I need to see your hand so I can pray for you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. If you have lifted your hand, do one more thing and come to me right in front here. Come to come me right running, in front. Come running. Come running. Come running to the birth.
Lift your hands. Let's pray. Lift your hands. Say after me, Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. I come to you just as I am. Please forgive me for all my sins and wash me with your precious blood. Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. From today, I will serve you. I will follow you for the rest of my days. Please write my name in the book of life. Please write my name in the book of life. I'm yours forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Come and hold it this day. From today, that will be your work. Every Sunday, you hold communion. This one is arrest by force. Lift up your bread. This is the body of Jesus Christ that was broken for us. As you eat it, may it represent the power that heals you. So that when it comes into contact with a disease in your body, that disease will dry up. That condition will go away. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the body. You said that by his Christ we are healed. Therefore, as we partake of this body, let healing flow into our bodies. In the mighty name of Jesus. Everybody said amen. amen. Shout the body of Jesus Christ. Eat it. Say it, this is my body, which is broken for you. Bring your Dream. own, bring, uh, bring her communion, bread and communion. Yes. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. Lift it up. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drinking. By this blood, your sins are forgiven. They are washed away. The sprinkling of this blood over you immunizes you from any angel of death, calamity, catastrophe, destruction. You are insulated from demonic attacks. Father, thank you for the blood of Jesus that was shed for us. Shout the blood of Jesus. Drink. Lift your hand for your blessing. The Lord bless you. The Lord favor you. I said the Lord favor you. The Lord deliver you from any distraction that walks about at noonday. The name of Jesus. May you finish your work. Finish your assignment. What God gave you on this earth. May you finish it. May you find it and finish it before he calls you home. You are blessed. You are blessed from every disease. You are blessed from every arm robbery attack. You are blessed and insulated from every kind of pandemic. In the mighty name of Jesus, live long, prosper, serve God, 
and be blessed in Jesus name Amen clap your hands and you may be seated we have no doubt that you have received a blessing from the word of God preached by Bishop Eddie Addy do join either of our Victory Secret Services from the Macarius Church Headquarters, East Egon Hills, Accra, this and every Sunday at 7.30am and 10.30am. Connect with Bishop Eddie Addy on Facebook Live, YouTube, Instagram and Twitter. God bless you and lead you in a series of victories.